0: Welcome Fight Fans to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast and I'm joined on the line by Jordy Neald. Jordy how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, Me, How oh, are you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. Go get into this episode. Boxing Wishlist 2019. Before we get into it, though, Jordy, just a couple of little housekeeping things we need to do for the episode, and that's just to let everybody know where to find us on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean or on any other podcasting app, and you can find us on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod, and you can find us on Facebook at BTR Boxing Podcast. So, this is the Boxing Wishlist 2019. We did an episode last year before you joined us on the podcast Geordie and it was basically talking about what we want to see for this year really and we've we've hit the nail on the head we're doing it in January at the right time of the year before the season really kicks off in the next week so I wanted to talk about what we want to see this year so I think I'm going to let you start from the bat and I'm going to say to you what's the one thing in the, in your mind at the moment, what uh, you want to see this year out of boxing?
1: Um, it's tough. Like, uh, there's loads of fights I want to see, especially like you know we had a couple of weeks to sit and think about them. So there's loads of fights I want to see. But I think I'm um, from a board, and so I'd, I think there's got to be one governing body for the for the drug cheating thing. So you know, if I could do anything in 2019, it would be to you know to knock the head together of the governing bodies and just come up with one concrete set of rules and one concrete way of working for that would you know eventually eradicate. Case any drug cheats, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, you know, it might just be a pipe dream. So, yeah, maybe um, you know, just hope that British boxing keeps booming because you know, slowly but surely, we're, we're coming, becoming like the home of boxing, and it's always been America. That our fighters have always had to go to America and you know, go back to like Hatton and Carlsaghi because America was so powerful. They had to fight at like two and three in the morning, even when it was over here. So. It's one of them, yeah. It's, you know, I will just hope British boxing keeps booming and hopefully we can sort this horrible drug problem that we seem to be plagued
0: with. It's not a bad way to start the episode, to be fair, actually, and uh, <laughs> quite, a, quite a sensible pick for 2019. And just to reply to what you've just said there, I, I do agree with what you're saying about the fact that it has been well publicised over 2018 about the issues with drug problems in the sport, the biggest one being, obviously, Canelo Alvarez, your favourite Mexican fighter of all time, Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> and these Mexican meat, obviously that's been the biggest scandal of 2018. I wouldn't mind him getting
1: beat. That would be, that's right, probably right up there on my wish list. <laughs> Canelo getting beat. And you know the way I'd want it to happen? I want him to get robbed as well. Oh, yes. Robbed on points or something like that. Just, you know, just to, just to show me that there is a bit of karma, that'll come back around, but... That won't happen. One thing for sure, Canelo's going to earn a shitload
0: of money this year. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? We know that already from the di- the big deal he's got. But I agree with the drug uh, issue, the governing uh, sanctioning bodies. Uh, when it comes to the drug side of things, they need to be one organisation that that you know, like fucking Lord of the Rings, one organisation to rule them all. That's how it. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. But are we really going to get it? Probably not. We're probably going to end up having all these different WADA and VADA and the UK anti dopey agency and all that it's just man it's just too much it's too much and i I don't want to rant too much about it but yeah i agree for one thing you want to see this year you want to see one organization which covers all testing and deals with fighters across the world rather than splitting it between so many different rulings and so many different black uh, gray areas and it should just be black and white for everybody really but i I think when i yeah i mean but
1: that's it's just i think that's the whole problem it's it's anything but black and white isn't it there's you know there's so many little loopholes and people get off with things and get smaller bands because you no, know, it's only been on a list for six months or something like that. So yeah, I think that need, the whole system just needs
0: revamping from top to bottom. Yeah, it does. It really does. We'll t- we'll talk about that in great deal at another point because I'm sure there's going to be another scandal this year. It's 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 actually crazy when you think about it. It's that it's guaranteed that that's going to happen at some point through the year. There's going to be something that comes out. It's ridiculous when you think about it. I think it kind of leads me nicely onto my first thing about what I'd want to see this year before we come to the real stuff that we want to talk about, like the fights and fighters and all the rest of it. But I think in boxing, if I'm talking about overall general stuff, I think for me uh, in boxing in 2019 is is trying to get some sort of hold of the way officiating is done uh, from ringside and the judging from ringside and kind of some sort of process in place where if there really is a situation where there's a bad scorecard that that scorecard should be reviewed and the person that's made a really bad judgement on their part should be I wouldn't say disciplined to a degree but I mean should be dropped to like, think about the football situation, you get a big Premier League referee who, who fucks up in a match that badly that they end up getting relegated to like League 2 matches do you know what I mean? That should be how it is with boxing and officiating with the judges if you get a really bad scorecard in a fight you really then should be seeing them going back down to the small hall shows to do the officiating for and the judging for rather than being given the opportunity to, to get involved in some of the biggest fights that are happening in the generation and that for me is probably the one singular thing I can think about where I'd say that's what I want to see because it's ruined for me so many fights and so many moments over the past 12 months that you know, we could have been talking about a whole different scenario if some of them scorecards would have been completely different and it's, I know it's always been there and I know I'm probably reaching for the stars a little bit when I say it but it's the one thing I want to see in boxing Yeah I mean it's you know if there's one thing you can say
1: about about boxing it's like I love it but you know we've struggled to sort of develop in the way that other sports have and as you touch on football they've got you know, stuff like VAR and stuff like that, but the way the game's officiated, is just it's just outdated for me. You know, there's so much technology and there's so many different ways you can do things in this day and age. You know, just having, you know, three judges there and nobody the questioning what they're doing is just, is just lazy for me. So I think you're right, I think there's a way in which we can get more accurate scorecards. I mean, I don't want to go back to, like, you know, amateur boxing where you're getting points. Computerized for like you know shots that don't do anything, but you know you're doing yourself a disservice if you're at least, if you're not at least reviewing scorecards. You know in this day and age of technology, you can review a scorecard in you know about five seconds. You know. I think the sport just needs to invest in that and just
0: sort of develop with the times. Yeah, and that that's what I want to say, really. I think, before, again, before we move on to the sort of fights, divisions, fighters, I want to quickly touch on another one that's kind of popped into my head where we're having this conversation about shit we want to see changed. Again, this is something that we both have talked about so many times in different episodes over the past few months. Go, uh, sanctioning bodies, organisations within boxing and having uh, regular versions, Versions of world titles interim versions of world titles I think is something that completely needs to be abolished from the sport that for me also kind of ruins the the. the it doesn't make a world champion a legit world champion because you get fighters where you you, you know like let's, let's talk about Rocky Fielding you know obviously he fought Canelo recently in December and he lost to Canelo but he was like the regular WBA champion at Super Middleweight whereas Callum Smith was the main champion, so he's trying to differ in, differentiate between the two but in Rocky Fielding's mind he's a world champion, he was, he was a world champion, he'll go down in history on, on record as that, but if that's not there, then you're not going to get the same fighters like Rocky Fielding ever getting that opportunity, so it's kind of swings and roundabouts, you know, do you want to see people like that getting these opportunities or would you rather it be only the best fighters of the division should be getting shots at the the world titles
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think you're right in what you're saying. But I, it, another thing I've got is like, I hope 2019 comes with people aren't regarding IBO as a world t- world championship. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when did, when Eubank won it. The IBO was, you know, not worth anything. But now Anthony Joshua carries an IBO belt around and suddenly Eddie Aarne's talking about it being a legit world championship. So it's a, it's a bit like the drug thing. There's no there's no one way of things working. You know, we know the governing bodies that we recognise as fans and as people who work in boxing, but then to the casual fan or to someone who's not, like, massive on boxing, the IBO could be just as good as the IBF. So it's just so confusing and, you know, there's belts for everyone, but I think you're right to think it needs to be eradicated and that's why on a completely different point one of the things I was going to mention um, in this episode was Canelo versus Fanny Jacob like just being announced so that, uh, that yeah, takes about five minutes out the episode but you know what a fight that is and I think there's only a couple of people in the world that in and around in weight divisions who can possibly push Canelo you know quite far and yeah, uh, I think Danny Jacobs is probably one of very few.
0: So, I you know, look forward to that. That's a that's a really big fight. I'm I'm you know I'm speechless because I didn't know that's <laughs> uh, that was happening, and obviously you 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 are checking obviously social media while we're recording the episode, and you know I'm doing other things while we're recording the episode at the same time. Who says men can't multitask? Eh? you know <laughs> this uh, <laughs> this this fight being announced is brilliant for me. There's a lot of speculation that it was going to be Golovkin three, but I'm happy yes. to, I'm happy to see Danny Jacobs. Jacobs. Jacobs because Danny Jacobs deserves his shot to be honest with you he deserves his shot again at the big time he had a really close fight with Kolovkin and some might say you know you could argue that that could have been scored either way in that particular fight as well so to see him get a shot against the marquee star in America at the moment is for me brilliant and it's brilliant for boxing and I'm happy that that's been made and like you say that probably takes you said it takes five minutes away but it really doesn't because actually we're getting to talk about it now initial reactions to that fight being made I'm really tough with it I'm really tough that it's happening and it's only good for, for boxing and for that particular division yeah I mean it's massive
1: like I think as you say probably people said he did beat Golovkin and you no know, I love Golovkin but it was very very close even with the Golovkin knockdown so you know, he's got a cre- he's got a really good record, he's had a crazy life, he's overcome some crazy things. And um, you know, now he's quite rightly having probably fighting the biggest name in the sport for, you know, a lot of money, so it's one of them where, you know, he could he could quite easily not quite easily is the wrong phrase, but you know, he's got the ability to beat Canelo or at least push him close. So, you know, this is one of the only fights where we'll be going in as fans watching Canelo thinking, you know, there's a real chance he could uh, he could be an upset here. Yeah.
0: I'd like to see it to be honest with you, because if anyone <laughs> oh, if- <mate>. <laughs> <laughs> I will
1: be wearing every
0: piece of Danny Jacobs merchandise I can get me on. now. <laughs> 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 uh, to be honest with you, I like a story like I like a story like Danny Jacobs because he the man's come back from the man's come back from cancer and to be able to do what he's done, this would be another fairy tale moment for me in boxing and I would love to see it, but he's got he's got a difficult task ahead of him, regardless of whether Canelo's been eating Mexican meat or putting steroids up his asshole. I I don't know, do you know what I mean? I, I wanna I wanna see this fairy tale ending to be honest with you. But I just get this sneaking suspicion, you know, if it's going to go 12 rounds, which I think it probably will, in my initial prediction, it's probably going to end up going to Canelo because, the, you know, boxing, as much as I love boxing as a fan, there's sometimes where, you know, it can be a slightly, slightly corrupt in the sense that if you get a decision in a place where your fighter's the marquee name, there's more than likely going to be a case of... <laughs> That decision go into them because of the fact that the promotion, and funnily enough, I'll 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 refer to uh, Teddy Atlas has said this before about experiences he's had about the fact that he. You know, if if that the promoter looks after the officials and looks after the people that are involved in the big fights and it's kinda like a backhanded bribe in some way, in a in a weird way, and I think like with someone like Canelo is is the big is the moneymaker. He is the moneymaker at the moment in, in boxing. Take away your other moneymakers. He is the main moneymaker, he's the one that's earned all the money. So they're not gonna just let him lose the title unless there's really no possible way, you know, he completely gets out boxed on the cards in there's no way you could give him two rounds on the card then there's no way they could score it to, to Canelo but you know we'll we'll see what happens anyway. I'm starting to go off on a bit of a, a bit of a tangent really with this. But yeah I'm I'm happy to see that being made for two thousand nineteen. That's a great fight. Yeah and I mean it's
1: not being out where it's gonna be yet but you know I'd love to see it like in New York or something like that and you know I think it'll probably end up in in uh, in Las Vegas, but love to see to go to New York. But as I said, there will be a be a massive Danny Jacobs fan on that weekend. Yeah,
0: I know you will. <laughs> 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 let's uh, let's talk about uh, other divisions and, and just discuss briefly some of the fights that we want to see for 2019. Then the the obvious one is probably the heavyweight division. That's really come to the forefront in 2018. Heavyweight boxing is absolutely booming. With Anthony Joshua being a, a, a unified heavyweight champion, we've got Tyson Fury his return emphatically to, to go to a draw with Deontay Wilder in, a, in what was one of the best fights of this generation so this heavyweight scene now as it stands is, is absolutely booming and this year the fights that people want to see are obviously the rematch between Wilder and Fury which the WBC uh, have, have ordered now, they've not just sanctioned it, they've now ordered the fight to happen so that means that that fight's going to happen and then we've got April 13th Wembley Stadium booked for Anthony Joshua, uh, I heard a few days ago that you know Eddie Hearn had offered Tyson Fury money to fight him on April the 13th but now that doesn't look like it's going to happen so are we gonna see Dillian White, aren't they, Joshua? Probably. But for me the, the I the think Dillian White has been
1: I mean there's reports today, not about social media that well the day we record this that he's um he's flying out to the uh, Pacquiao Brown fight and that he stated he's a free agent, so you know people were obviously putting two and two together and saying he was gonna sign with Al Heyman and PBC and you know move away from Eddie A. After Eddie made a silly offer to fight Joshua, so one of them, if Dillian White happened to go with PBC, then name and then you know they might try and push with their release to Wilder and try and get that fight with them. These AJ and Tyson Fury. Well, it's just it's so it's so like it, um, unpredictable at the minute the heavyweight division. Any of them, any of them three could fight anyone at any point. You know we're literally just waiting for an announcement out of the blue the way people are trying to work now, but I think the, the rematch is probably the most likely between Fury and Wilder, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, like it all love it. And Joshua's got all the belts, so he'll always be relevant. So I'd like to see Fury sort of forget about the wild. I think because that'll always be there because of the first fight and then, you know, if they can just come up with some a little bit of give each way and just get the deals, uh, get the figures right for Fury versus Joshua, I think we'll be seeing probably the biggest fight the country's ever seen. It's interesting
0: as well that the domestic scene in Britain, heavyweight wise is also booming. When you look to the domestic fighters we've got at the moment, you're talking about your Daniel Dubois, your Nathan Garmans, You know, I mean, Dave Allen's not like... <laughs> Deep, uh, you know, he's never probably ever gonna win a world title, but he's still always getting in scraps with some very well-known yeah. names. So even in two thousand nineteen, every level,
1: from... every level's booming, isn't it? Like yeah. you've obviously got probably you know, I'd like to see like Nathan Gorman and Dubois for maybe British title, but then probably a level above that, anyone would want to see Dave Allen versus David Price. So there's like every level, there's fights, there's, there's good competitive fights that we'd all like to see that will either be put away on good undercards or maybe headliners, smaller arenas themselves. So I think it's very rare that you've got like really good interesting fights at every, every level so you know the heavyweight division is as good as it's ever been and um, from obviously the very top which is obviously some amazing fights there that we'll all be praying for but you know all of, it, it does filter down and there's some great fights that we're going to see on, on a couple of really good undercards I'd, I'd suspect
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. What else then for two thousand and nineteen, like division wise, I think it's, it's so many bloody divisions. I mean the one Bo- Callum F- Smith, Caleb yeah, Plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there's thinking. that as well. Yeah. The super middleweight division, obviously, again, domestically and internationally, it's booming. Uh we've got Caleb Plant, like you said, winning the IBF recently. We've got Callum Smith, obviously with the WBA title there, so there's there's a potential big fight down the line for them too if they can make that happen somewhere down the line. We've got or other divisions that are booming at the moment, the lightweight division's booming as well, domestically and internationally. So, there's talk of obviously Krolla fighting Lomachenko, he's now made himself mandatory, and talks apparently have begun. So, that's that's going to happen this year. But you know, we kind of all know where, where we're going to go with that uh, conversation. We know yeah. we want Krolla, you know, the best for him, but we think it's going to be a huge payday and uh, a loss and probably retirement after that for me personally. But you know, there's just big fights that are being made and big. Fights that we want to see, and so far, the announcements that have been made, even halfway through January, which we're recording this, are we're getting some big announcements. And we're probably, I think, this year, you know, like I'm going to be bold here and say 2019 is probably going to be one of the best years in boxing for i good 20 25 years, you know. I really do think that,
1: yeah, it's getting to a point now, though, where like because it's so competitive, fighters can no longer like sort of delay fight. So obviously you've got stuff announced today like Fowler Gerald which is obviously it's not a it's not even a British title fight, but you know, in years gone by these fighters would sort of avoid each other so they were sort of online but because of how competitive everything is now, these lads are fighting and that that could be an absolute and it. that steals the show but you know in years gone by we'd never have been able to watch that so i look forward to fights like that liam smith Eddington, which is another you know i don't think that i don't think that can be a bad fight to be honest i can't see anything other than them two just having an absolute an absolute tear up and then you know that's just domestically that's just fights on on our shores everywhere you look now there's just huge bills huge fights huge money getting pumped into it and i think you're probably right 2019's got no everything going for it
0: yeah, honestly I like I know it's bold and what I'm saying and people might listen to the episode and think no that, that, that isn't going to go down that way to be honest with you but I do genuinely think this year could be one of the best years we get in boxing for a long long time I mean you talked about the fights that are being made the fights that are probably going to get made uh, I don't think this is going to be the year where there's going to be a lot of ducking and diving and swerving with fights and I think with all the promoters getting really competitive as well across the world it, it makes it better really for for fans in the respect that they should get the big fights they want to see but here comes the negative in the same sense it means there's going to be a hell of a lot pay-per-view monies to pay out that's the fucking shit part of the situation is that we're going to end up shelling out a lot of money this year for pay-per-views
1: yeah I mean the quicker the platform like the zone comes to the UK I think the better because I think you know American fans are sort of paying a monthly prescri- uh, subscription the same way we pay for stuff like Netflix and stuff like that. So you know, the quicker one of them comes to the UK, the better. But at the end of the day, the only way these big fights get made, and I know sometimes it gets rolled out, but it's probably true. You know, The only way these fighters are going to get in and fight is for mad money. And the only way you generate mad money is by offering a mad service. So if one of them. like The money's got to come from somewhere. So someone's got to bite the bullet somewhere along the line and just happens to be the fans. But... The end of the day we all have a choice whether to buy it or not and people like me and you end up shelling out god knows how much a year but it's just the price we pay if we want if we want the sport to be this good unfortunately
0: yeah you're right i think i'll always allude to the the wwe network and the way they set theirs up in 2014 like they've gone to a point where every pay-per-view that they put on in america you have to pay, what, $60 or something stupid like that for it, like you would with a boxing uh, event. But they've done the right thing by saying, look, we'll charge you... Like want only do doing now, we'll charge you a tenner a month, or $10 a month, whatever it is, over here. Nine quid or something like that. And you can watch every single pay-per-view event that we put on every month you can watch all the old shows from across the years you can watch shows from the 80s the 90s the 2000s you can watch everything you want to watch you can watch documentaries and all sorts of shit that they put on there that's the way boxing is probably going to end up but if you're only paying say 10 to 15 pounds a month then it's worth it. I mean, remember when Box Nation came onto the scene? Ten pound a month, you get all the boxing on one channel, and for a while it was one of the places to go. And now it's just a shell of its former self. But then with DAZN the coming along and then getting this streaming service where you get to watch all the fights for like a tenner a month, this is what's probably going to take over. And that's why Eddie Hearn has invested everything into it because he knows that this is the way forward. They've probably looked at platforms like WWE and gone, look how successful they've become because of what they've done and how they've done it and that makes logical sense it's just a risk that people take and personally i would prefer to pay x amount of pounds a month to have a service where i can watch everything i want to watch or at least the majority of the stuff i want to watch in one place
1: in general that's just the way you know content's going in in every sort of walk of life shall we say like everyone wants things on demand now no one wants to wait a week to watch you know, an episode a week and stuff like that. Everyone wants everything they need in one place, so sport's got to keep up with that, I'm sure it will, but... You know, there's people like Amazon and stuff coming into the world as sport now in terms of streaming, and I think there'll be a massive shift over the next, you know, four or five years. And I think right now we might be biting the bullet as fans, but I think as, as the year goes on or, you know, a couple of years, we'll eventually, we'll eventually come out with a good deal. And then, you know, at the end of the day, the more boxing, the better. So, you know, the one thing that's good is, despite all these pay-per-views and stuff like that, you've got to hope the money can filter down because uh, we've, we've definitely seen through doing this, you know, small halls are definitely getting more competitive. They're getting, bit, they're getting bigger crowds, they're getting better fights, better fighters. So, you know, it's, it's definitely the quality is definitely filtering down,
0: though. Oh, it is, yeah, yeah, 100% filtering down when you've got the likes of MTK and IFL working together to stream all their fights. I mean, they've got 24 shows coming up this year, MTK in the UK, and then 24 shows are going to get streamed on IFL's platform so people are going to be able to watch all these small hall shows and that's where I think a lot of it will end up and and that's great for boxing that's great for boxing fans it's great for the guys prospects coming up you know people are going to get to see them nationwide and even worldwide so in that respect I think if I'm going to put anything on my wish list for 2019 is that maybe they bring something out there like DAZN to the UK or at least DAZN UK version so we can have it I mean if you want to go and watch DAZN you obviously have to be in the USA well unless you a bit sneaky and you get one of these uh, VPNs and, and put yourself <laughs> down and being in America don't tell anybody I told you <laughs> to do that but that's that's what a lot of people are doing at the moment and then they get in the, the Zone network and watching all the fights on it so there is always that as well but we the don't always away. yeah 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 <laughs> well we don't endorse it there's no disclaimer on this by the way to, to let people know to <laughs> listening to it so don't tell them I told you to do because I didn't I'm just saying that's what other people are doing at the moment so <laughs> yeah there is ways of obviously means of doing it but I think if I'm going to put anything on my wish list now it is to get some sort of service like that in the UK where we get to see all the fights in one place or at least the majority of them yes that obviously would mean Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren have to put aside their bitterness and work together which is never going to fucking happen until one of them snuffs it, that is the only way that's going to happen uh, Is one of them takes over, one of them goes that, that's the only way, they're never gonna. they're never going to actually work together physically, it's just going to be one one of them's just going to rule the roost and at the moment it's going to be Eddie Earn because he's taking over the world so you know this is how it's going to go but I think 2009 I'm oh, sick of hearing them on. two talk about
1: each other though it's like it's so petty like you know I'm a big fan of IFL TV I all you know since I got onto it years and years ago I've been a big fan of it but you know, it's, it's literally getting to the point now where like, they're literally just swiping at each other in every interview, and it's just getting so boring. You know, apparently Eddie end, doesn't care about Frank Warren, but, you know, all he's ever doing is... So, talking about Frank Wadden and saying, you know, vice versa. It's just, you know, so stupid and can only hope that uh, that definitely, you know, stops in the near future because it was quite funny at the start, but, you know, now it's just, it's run its course.
0: No, it's getting boring. It's been boring for a couple of years, yeah, to be honest exactly. with you. It has been boring. And, like, I said it on last year's episode of The Wish List 2018, I'd like them to work together and it still fucking hasn't happened and I don't think it ever will. But you can always hope, I, I'm, sure there's, uh, I'm sure there's hope out there for a lot of people but uh, in terms of boxing let's go back to the boxing side of things and Wheelboxing Boxing Super Series that that seems to have um, had a few problems with getting an actual TV deal and it's been streamed on YouTube and I, I like the fact that it's been been streamed on YouTube but uh, there's a lot of people out there that don't and it, there's, there's talk of it completely being scrapped because they can't get a TV deal. I mean I want to see it for this year I want to see more World Boxing Super Series tournaments in different divisions I want to see the best fight the best
1: yeah i mean I, I did hear them rumors myself but you know it's it sort of everyone was saying at the time it was too good to be true and then you know you're thinking you know maybe it was but apparently they've got it sorted now and you know people can we can just sort of move on and pretend this didn't happen but <laughs> yeah i want to see more of the world boxing super series i want to see more of the best fights fighting the best fights in the division and that's exactly what it brings so it's one of them hopefully that you know world boxing super series keeps its place in such a competitive market, but. You know they're going to need some pretty hefty backers if they want to carry on the way they're going. You know, in terms of the money that they're talking about, and you know, being the Champions League of boxing, as you say, it's a bit of a you know, it's a, it's a big act to keep up, and hopefully they've just got the financial clout to be able to do it.
0: What else do you want to see this year? Is there anything that that's on your mind where you think to yourself, actually, I want to see this fight in this division? Is there anything that springs out that we've not already discussed?
1: No, I mean in terms of fights, not much. But I think you know because it, it can change if people jump in divisions. Obviously, I want to see boati um progress more and fight yard i want to see and the hard fight you know pretty much anyone but it's um you know big props to liam conroy who looks like he's going to be fighting Boatti. that's a fight i want to see and that sort of sets the tone really because you know, I, with all the good fights that are happening some some of these cards are like you know, the, like, world title fights all the way down. I just hope, you know, the British-level fights and that keep the places on these cards because there's nothing I enjoy more personally as, like, an undercard, having, like, a, you know, a really competitive British title fight or, you know, even different titles, but domestically. But I think the British titles, obviously, are very important boxing for for the sport in our country. So I just hope the, the British title keeps its relevance on all these undercards, even though there's, you know, so many big names and big fights being put on them.
0: Yeah, I know what you're saying, there's, there's quite a few like this year where there's fights that are potentially being made where you just kind of see yourself thinking come on, I hope this happens and I, I hope these big domestic fights come off as well the Conroy-Bowatsi fight, it sounds like it's going to be a cracking fight, then you've got I mean, another thing actually, I'm going off on a tangent again, but the talk of Callum Smith fighting at Anfield surely that's got to whet your appetite Yeah, I mean, but
1: I think it, it got crushed in the last couple of days I've been reading but it was... Um it's one of them like it's been it's been a bit of a pipe dream for pretty much everyone in the city since Belly had done it. Uh, at Everton. But he needs the right opponent in terms of doing Anfield and I think that just sort of dried up. There's no real you know, he beats the best domestically in terms of George Rose, so there's not really that fight there. You know, Rocky Field lost his belt and Calms already beat him in, in one round, so it's one if you brought Caleb Plant over for me and you it's a great fight and you know we'd love to be there, but trying to sell that to the general public or, you know, just trying to fill Anfield with that would be pretty tough. So, you know, as as with everything in, in boxing he needs a dance partner and until he gets that, you know, it's gonna be um, quite hard to do. But you know, maybe in the future if he if he moves up to light heavyweight and he fights, you know, maybe like a Boazzi or a
0: Dmitry Bivol or someone like that, it could it could easily sell out to Anfield. Well, we'll see what happens, won't we? I mean, these are Couch things.
1: How much? What? Imagine that.
0: Oh man. Jesus. Man, that'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a fucking gunfight at the I'll OK Corral, mate. List. Yeah, <laughs> stick that one in your wishlist telling you, that's yeah. that will be a cracking one, will not it, for this year? I mean, other other things that I've sort of considered for, for my wishlist for this year is, is just obviously like the rise of the small hall circuit as well, and we you know the bread and butter of what the media platform uh, that we cover, you know, Eastley Boxing Repeat is where we started. We started out bread and butter doing all small hall shows around the North West, and we've expanded our horizons to, to London, to to Scotland to Wales and the small hall shows are where all the great talents come up through and that's where the bread and butter lies really for, for, for what we do. But for me, like in two thousand and nineteen if i want gonna put something on my wish list it's to kind of these these small hall shows get a lot more sort of televised exposure in some way, shape or form, whether that's like IFL, they get the you know, the streaming through a service like that where people can see it because it's it's a shame when you get some of these fantastic fights that happen on these shows and they never get seen and the only time you actually get a chance to see them is whether someone does a facebook live at the event or someone records a little bit of it and and then puts it on facebook or social media any social media channels so you want to see these big fights happen and you can't always get to them as well and that's the thing if you're if you're not london based or you're not manchester based or you're not you know glasgow based you're not going to get to see any of these big small hall shows in the events because actually some of these small hall shows now are turning into like mini 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 matchroom shows or mini Frank Warren shows and they're getting big crowds in there and people love it and people love to support the fighters so I think if I'm going to put something on my wish list it's uh, for these small hall shows to to get to a level this year where they can be televised in some way shape or form and because the way we view stuff now is different people can watch that through a YouTube channel or they can watch it through a proper Facebook live stream so that's what I'd want to see, I'd like to see the rise of small hall this year. Yeah I
1: think obviously just them to keep thriving, we need people People, you know, like your Steve Woods and you know, like people at Halsiester and stuff like that who are putting on, you know, really competitive shows and sometimes paying out of their own pocket. We need the sort of the big money to keep the uh, filtering down to them and you know, hopefully that can keep going from strength to strength.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. And uh, I mean other other fights for this year then, like we talked about heavyweight, we've talked about uh, I, I think one thing we've neglected at heavyweight actually, like people who probably will have picked it up earlier on in the conversation he's like what about Usyk I know he's
1: like he's gonna rule the division once he gets up there I've got no doubt about that people say he's too small but I'm just not buying it whatsoever I think he he beats everyone in my opinion they're talking Joshua about included well they're talking about putting him in p- with Pavecki aren't they I'd, I honestly wouldn't be surprised because he's just that sort of he's that sort of fighter like he's just he's phased by nothing he's ridiculously talented you know he's just it's going to be hard to stop him and the only way he does stop him is if he's active if someone's well 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 too big for him but I just can't see you know how they're going to navigate around his, his you know just his ability in general he, he hits hard enough to get respect and you know I think he's a big danger to them all once he gets once he gets um, once he gets is you know foot in the foot in
0: the door. I think it's going to be a great year for Uso again, you know, and that, that's something I completely neglected a bit earlier on. But he he has definitely got the potential to to really put his name up to that level within two fights in the heavyweight division. If he goes in and beats Pavetkin already, he's like, well, Pavetkin's rated quite high considering his age and considering you know where he's where he is at at the moment in his career. So if he beats someone like Pavetkin straight off the bat in the heavyweight division, it kind of puts him there and he puts him ahead of a few people that have already been trying to come paying it there for a couple of years, so for what he's achieved in the Cruiserweight division is, is really going to put him in good stead for you know a potential run like Holyfield in that heavyweight yeah. division, and I think that's kind of where I see him going, is down the, the route Holyfield went down, he ended up being a world heavyweight champion, you know, after after essentially ruling the cruiserweight division and the same with David A really I mean he became a heavyweight champion but he didn't really deliver on the level that he needed to deliver in the heavyweight division whereas I think Usyk would so that's also another thing to to see in the wish list is you know maybe Alexander Usyk in against one of the big four this year so that would be good that would be interesting to see if that happens this year um Lower weights then, something we've kind of neglected to speak about as well, like you've got the the featherweight divisions and you've obviously got the rise of Josh Warrington and maybe seeing Josh Warrington, Leo Santa Cruz in 2019.
1: Yeah, I think Warrington's pretty much earned the right to be in huge fights now. I don't think, you know, I know he's been ordered to fight Kit Galahad, but I just can't see any legs in there, I don't see how you know, I can't see how they can sell that, I can't see it be, it's not a pay-per-view fight, which BT are going to want Josh Warrington to be pay-per-view now, so, you know Oscar Valdez making his comeback after his broken jaw so that's another fight which could be big but yeah I think you'll definitely see Warrington in with either uh, Oscar Valdez or Santa Cruz and you know that's the level of fights Josh Wendt's got to be in though because you know his performances, again his last two performances have been you know immense.
0: We've got the bantamweight division as well to talk about obviously the World Boxing Super Series tournament we've got you know Tete Anui potentially meeting up in the final that would be an interesting one if that happens so actually this year's gonna like I said earlier and I know I'm kind of hyping it up a lot but it's got the potential to be one of the best years in boxing for a good 2025 20, years and I'll say, I'll say that with confidence because it excites me to talk about the fact that the, a lot of this stuff actually could become reality and when we say a wish list it is it, a lot of it is more towards reality because actually some of this stuff could probably happen this year but I think the stuff that we want on the wish list like the drug situations and the organisations the governing bodies and making sure there's only like one title for... For each governing body, etc., they're the types of things you want on your wish list, and making sure officiating's done correctly. At times, they're they're the sorts of things I would say, like a proper wish list things. But what we're talking about actually is more of a, like a a preview to what actually could happen in 2019. But is there any any other things off the top of your head, or any other fights? this year that you'd that you'd want to see. I mean, would you want to see Carn Brook? <laughs> no way. Just, uh, I, ho- I hope that's the end of that now. No, I, I didn't want to see it anyway, I
1: just don't, you know, Brook's probably got a couple of fights left if he's lucky, so it's one of them where that's def- the boat's definitely sailed on that one.
0: Stick that on your but wish list. I don't know
1: whether you could Yeah, I don't know whether you could I think they might I think one you will definitely see maybe even not this year, maybe next. I think you'd definitely see Brook versus Liam Smith if they both keep winning. I think Matchroom will definitely do that. But yeah, you know, I think you know, obviously you've got people like Tete as you just touched on and you know Neo and U and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a massive year. Uh, it's a massive year, and you know it's pretty hard to predict the fights we're gonna see because there's just so many good quality fighters around.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think really like there's 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 sort of no end to what we could talk about in this episode for the boxing wish list, but I think some of the most important things that we've we've talked about are at the start of the episode to be honest. So, you know, if people sit and listen to it and go, Well, you know, actually there's low of other things you've missed off in this episode. Yeah, they probably will be, but at the end of the day, these are the sort of the more prevalent things we want to see. So what I've mentioned at the top of the episode, what Jordy talked about, the sort of some of the fights, the divisions that we're discussing, you know, there's so many fights that we could be sat we could be sat here talking for three hours and, and dissecting it down, but we don't want to give you a three hour podcast about the boxing wishlist because you'll just get bored of it. So we're not going to do that. We'll stick to the sort of forty-five minute mark and, and just give you a brief sort of synopsis of what we want to see for the year and I think it'll be really good and I think we're going to get some great fights and you know when you listen to this podcast and you listen to all the other episodes that we do you we'll see the progression throughout the year and I'm pretty sure we'll uh, we'll get some of these fights that we're talking about and if we don't then there's more than likely going to get in the year after so yeah I'm really I'm really you know chuffed to have talked about what I want to see this year. Uh, Jody is there anything else you want to cover off before we close this episode for the boxing wishlist?
1: No, I think we've covered everything and, you know, just looking forward to a big year you now and the sport's in a better place than it's ever been since I've been involved, so, you know, you know can't wait for
0: it. Absolutely. So, if you've enjoyed listening to this episode with myself and Jordi, you know what to do. You need to go on to the accounts on Twitter and you need to share the episodes. You need to go on to Apple Podcasts and you need to subscribe and you need to rate us, leave us a five-star rating. That'll be great. I'll be happy with that. I'm sure Jordy will be happy with that as well. Get onto Podbean. Get on to Stitcher, CastBox, Player FM. You know the drill for the podcasting apps. Get on there. It literally takes you five seconds to, to get rating the episodes and get rating this podcast in general. Check out all the other series that we're doing at the moment. And I just hope that you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. If you haven't, you know, please tell us. Just tell us. If it's shit and you don't like what we're doing, tell us because it's not going to help us. Us if we don't know what you guys want out there so let us know but other than that i think i've got nothing else to, to add to the episode i appreciate everybody that's been listening and i hope you have a great 2019 in boxing i hope you get everything you wish for in boxing because i'll be wishing for everything i've talked about today so enjoy it fight fans and we'll speak to you on the next episode